chose it to rule the things of clean inside the cool stool. Where the chiefs of relief can tame a wild beast. The finesse of the west, the masterpiece of the east. The boss of cars, the lord of the board. The ones with the platinum vocal cords. We're the science of desire with a magical might. The monarch of the dark in the night of light. We have a tie. It's specialized in the exercise that will energize. The young lady thighs. Cause all the fly guys make just a Or download a podcast and you 
Hey there. I'm sorry, okay? But can I say something? Look, I admit I wasn't perfect. No one is perfect. That's a fact. Speaking of facts, don't you think we all need to take a minute and decide who is right and who is wrong? Every side is different. It's just that my side seems more right. I'm not just saying that because it's my side. I think a lot of other people would agree with me if given the chance. If I upset you in some way, please know that wasn't my intention. I didn't know how sensitive you were. It's obvious I can set you off very easily. That's not an insult. It's just an observation. I think it would help if we talked about this more and argued about who is telling the truth. I would like to see you in person and tell you how the situation has affected me. I may use this opportunity to bring up other times you have hurt me in the past. If possible, I would like to hurt you back. Either way, I want to be in control. Until then, telling you what I do, but where you at, you neither here nor there. I swear I can't find you anywhere. Damn sure ain't in my closet or under my rug. This love search is really making me bug. And if you know who you are, why don't you make yourself seen? Take a chance with my love and you'll find out what I mean. Fantasies can run, but they can't hide. And when I find you, I'ma pour all my love inside. I need love. 
as you're in the candy man, you get mighty sweet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You must be stuck on the candy man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I said, if you're in the candy man, you're getting mighty sweet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. under the influence of one drug. Television, the drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. TV, its satellite links are united states of unconsciousness. Apathetic, therapeutic, and extremely addictive. The methadone metronome, pumping out 150 channels 24 hours a day. You can flip through all of them, and still there's nothing worth watching. TV is a reason why less than 10% of our nation reads books daily. Why most people think Central America means Kansas. Socialism means un-American, and apartheid is a new headache remedy. Absorbed in this world, it's so hard to find us. It shapes our minds the most. Maybe the mother of our nation should remind us that we're sitting too close to the television. The drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. TV is a stomping ground for political candidates. Where bears in the woods are chased by Grecian forms and bald eagles. TV is mechanized politics, remote control over the masses, co-sponsored by environmentally safe gases. Watch for the PBS special. It's a perpetuation of the two-party system, where image takes precedence over wisdom, where sound by politics are served to the fast food culture. Where straight teeth in your mouth are more important than the words that come out of it. Race baiting is the way to get selected. Willie Horton or will he not get elected on television? The drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. On the screen is an address where you can mail your tithe offering or gift of love. Okay, got the idea? All right, I'm a consciousness. 
Is it the reflector or the director? Does it imitate us or do we imitate it? Because a child watches 1,500 murders before he's 12 years old. And then we wonder why we created a Jason generation that learns to laugh rather than abhor the whore. TV is a place where armchair generals and quarterbacks can experience firsthand the excitement of video warfare as the theme song is sung in the background. Sugar-sweet sitcoms that leave us with a bad actor taste while pop stars metamorphosize into soda pop stars. You saw the video, you heard the soundtrack. Well, now go buy the soft drink. Well, the only cola that I support would be a union COLA cost of living allowance on television. The drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. Cleverly between heavy-breasted beer and car commercials. CNN, ESPN, ABC, BCB, TNT, but mostly BS. Where oxymoronic language, like virtually spotless, fresh, frozen, light, yet filling, and military intelligence have become standard. TV is a place where phrases are redefined like recession to necessary downturn, crude oil on a beach to moose, civilian death to collateral damages, and being killed by your own army is now called friendly fire. TV is a place where the pursuit of happiness has become the pursuit of trivia, where toothpaste and cars have become sex objects, where imagination is sucked out of children by a cathode ray nipple. TV is the only wet nurse that would create a cripple. Television, the drug of a nation, reading ignorance, feeding the television.
Jesus. 
this song is going out to all the night people. Thanks for listening. Look at each other.
in the morning, police at my door. Fresh to be the squeak across my bathroom floor. Out my back window, I make my escape. Didn't even get a chance to grab my old school tape. Mad with no music, but happy could freeze. And the streets to a player is the place to be. Got a knot in my pocket, weighing least a grand. Gold on my neck, my pistol's close in hand. I'm a self-made monster of the city streets. Remotely controlled by hard hip-hop beats. But just living in the city is a serious task. See my homeboys cooling way, way out. Told them about my morning cold bugs and mouth. Shot a little dice till my knees got sore. Kicked around some stories about the night before. Posse to the corner where the fly girl chill. Two action and some freaks, two one bitch got ill. She started acting silly, simply would not quit. Call us all punk pussy, said we all want shit. As we walked over to a hole, continued to speak. So we beat the bitch down in the goddamn street. But just living in the city is a serious task. Bitch didn't know a hitter, didn't have time to ask. on Crenshaw. Shiny shine with the driver known to give freaks hell. Had a beeper going off like a high school bell. Looked in the mirror, what do we see? Fucking blue lights, LAPD. Pig shots a car, their day was made. Found an Uzi 44 and a hand grenade. Threw me in the county, high-powered blocks. No freaks to see, no beats to rock. Didn't want trouble, but the shit must fly. Squabble with the sucker, shanked him in the eye. But just living in the county is a
Minnesota podcast, and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! It's it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny. Oh, my turn offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny. Well, let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Hey, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Hey, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. What's up, Carl? How are you, man? What's up, Mike? Good to see you, hey, dude. Here. We are streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm, where we stream <laughs> first. It's an audio recording. It's on an internet radio station here in San Francisco. Check it out. Mutinyradio.fm, every Sunday at 2 p.m., our show goes out Whoa. first. Then we're also a podcast with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we're also on YouTube right now. As the kids say, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. I'm here with Carl. How's it going? Good, good. Mike, what is the movie we'll be watching today? Well, today we're going to be watching a film from 1980. It's called I Go Pogo. I Go Pogo. I'm ready to go Pogo. Now, Carl, you are a superstar. You're the reason why this show exists, the theme song, the production, the interview that we're coming up. And oh. you usually research the film, but today we're doing a switcheroo. I researched this film. I watched this film. I've got some notes on it. We're going to watch this film together. So here's the yeah. premise. We want you to go to YouTube. We want you to find I Go Pogo from 1980. It's going to be hosted by a guy named Joe Foreman, F-O-U-R-H-M-A-N. Find that link. It's the only full length version of this movie in one to go. Yeah. Uh, go Joe ahead and Foreman. hit play. Joe Foreman. Not George Foreman, as we discussed earlier. Right. And then we and want you to click the link. You are like the number, right? Don't you want to right. dwell on that for a second? It's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird, huh? All right. 4-H, man. Maybe he's into 4-H. We'll have to ask him. Okay. Because well, he's 4-H, man. DM. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, enough about Joe. We want you to hit the link, hit pause, move the timer to 000. When you hear go, we're all going to press it, and we're going to watch the movie at the same time. So if you're listening, you'll be watching with the sound off. If you're on the YouTube, we will sync up the – we will show the video. In fact, I'm going to go right now to the video. So while I get things set up and while you get things set up, we have a special celebrity comedian. Carl interviewed, going to talk a little bit about their art, 
then they're going to do the celebrity comedian countdown. And when that comedian says go, hit go, and we'll be back and we'll start the movie. All right, Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Liam Wolf. Welcome, Liam. Thank you for having me on, Carl. Thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Now, Liam, we see each other out there on the comedy scene. Mostly it's open mics, but I know you're all over these shows. You know, I see you on these posters. You're down at Uncle Vinny's. Ugly Pancake is, uh, Productions is booking you all the time. Tell me. How long have you been doing comedy, and what got you started? Um, so I'm, if I can remember correctly, I think by this September it's going to be five years. It's going to wow. be five years of comedy. Um, it's either five or four. Sometimes I don't count the COVID year, but <laughs> sometimes it's always sense. in there. But um, I started back uh, 2018, um, uh, like right near the tail end of it over in the Asbury Park scene when that was growing, when that was still going on. Um, and just, it was sort of like, I just got out of like some really awful stuff in my life. And I was like, mm -hmm. you know what? Why not, why not stick my foot right into comedy? I ran into, I ran into Richard Dweck, uh, uh -huh. the man, the myth, the legend at a, yeah. at a bar. And uh, they were doing like a comedy night there. And I was like, man, I could probably do this. And the first year I was awful. But, you know, but I you had the learn. ego that I was like, no, I'm doing great. I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm the best. And it wasn't until, like, I guess the post-COVID years where, like, I started to at least get my get my grind in and get mm -hmm. the work in place and sort of figure out all the all the integral little, like, small, small stuff. Like, you know, you know, finding your voice and, like, setting up your punchlines and getting everything accurate enough so that... Um, you know, I, I'm pretty confident in my own abilities now as opposed yeah. to before, you know? Well, you make me laugh, that is for sure. Now, you just mentioned Asbury Park. I think of you as like a Central Jersey comedian. Is that fair? Or do you consider yourself a South Jersey comedian? How do you look at it? No, I, I consider myself a short comic. A short mm -hmm. comic. A uh, short comic. Yeah, you know, because like Central Jersey, I always think of that as like Trenton and like that area. Um, but I'm over by like, you know, you know, uh, Atlantic Highlands and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Sandy Hook and, yeah. uh, you know, Seabright in that area. So it's a lot more beachy, a lot more fun. Um, and that's sort of more of where I sort of identify, identify myself as, um, but like, you know, also too, like Brunswick's also technically like on the border. Yeah, so it really is sort of central Jersey and there's, uh, that Mike, is it on tonight? Uh, well, I believe tonight is Kyle's turn. So, yeah, it's sort of like an interchangeable, like, uh, partnership thing between uh, Tiz Irie and myself and uh, Kyle Colorado, whose mic's going on tonight uh, yeah. at the uh, George Street Co-op, which is always a blast. It's always a banker. Now, I see you hosting more and more their poems and punchlines. I guess, I mean, are you doing it just to get your chops? Do you really enjoy hosting? Um, it's a, it's a mix of, it's a mix of, of, you know, getting my chops in, getting my time in, uh, getting the grind in. And, um, also just that scene is also so, so amazing and yeah. so fulfilling. Like you could, you could seriously just go down there and there's always an audience there willing to listen and laugh if it's worthwhile. Um, so it's always a blast to go down there. Um, 
and also too like you know i've i've gotten told multiple times that like people are like yeah you're like the best host in the scene right now right. and i'm like look i get it i get it i yell a lot i get it i get people's attention i get it <laughs> but like you know it, it now, also gets my confidence going anyway what's up you have a podcast very similar to ours it's a movie podcast in which you're riffing and talking and it's called bombed with exclamation point bombed exclamation point Tell us about this podcast. Yeah, so it's a uh, movie comedy podcast, Bombed. Uh, you can find it wherever podcasts are held hostage, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, mm. Stitcher, what have you. And um, it's technically like a, we select a movie, we sit down, we've watched it before we get on the mics. Uh, we take a hell of a lot of notes and we go into sort of like how it was made, who are the people behind it, who are the key figures, what happened that caused this movie to be absolutely like destroyed in the box office? Because <laughs> sometimes it's like scheduling conflicts, but other times you get like the dirty drama. You get yeah. the good stuff. You get like recently we just re were working on a recording of uh, Paul Schrader's The Canyons, which uh -huh. is one of the most one really bad one where Paul Schrader and Brett Easton Ellis worked with like a post rehab Lindsay Lohan, who yeah. was just the total diva on set and like also still relapsing. So it was just a chaotic shoot overall. And so I've just been getting notes for all of that. But we've also done like I used to do it as a solo podcast. Now I have my two co-hosts, Matthew Komar and Matt LaRue, who aren't mm -hmm. comics. They're just cinephiles. And uh, we just sort of riff and raff, and we have a blast with it. That sounds really good. Now, where is that? Can we find it on YouTube? Uh, Spotify, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We do it the old-fashioned way, where we just pop it onto every audio platform possible. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, Anchor. It's it's not a vi if it's it's audio only is really what I'm asking. Yeah, it's audio only. Okay, now, Liam Wolf, how can people find you out there on the internet, a website, a YouTube channel, your social media? How do people find out what's going on with you uh, and um, maybe check you out? So they can follow me over on, you know, Instagram and Twitter under uh, Liam underscore Wolf underscore man on okay. Instagram. Also, I would suggest, too, following bombed exclamation point cast on Instagram as well for trademark purposes so that we don't get sued <laughs> by bombed cast with the giant, giant bombs podcast. Um, so Smart. you can follow us also on Instagram. Uh, you could follow me. I believe I'm also Liam Wolf on Twitter. Mm. Uh, Liam Wolfman on Twitter as well. Uh, that's where you can follow me. And then, of course, um, you know, Facebook. I go by my shoot name on there, so uh, uh, it may be a little difficult, but if you yeah. see it, an asshole either holding a coffee in his profile picture, holding a microphone looking scared, or a photo of Anthony Quinn or Dan Caprio for some reason, that would be my account on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me all there. That, that's where all my socials are at. Okay, Liam Wolf. Now, everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play on their YouTube device at the exact same time we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Liam Wolf, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, everybody. Are you ready? In three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. I look forward to hearing it. 
We are now in 1980s Showtime land. Wow. Wait, 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 wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Wait. Family time. Wait. Oh, this is a Showtime family trust time. It. No, kids can watch it in their PJs. Now, this movie has a really sordid past. I don't know if you're familiar with the daily comic strip Pogo. I know it existed. I know it was political. Right. Hey, you're absolutely right. It did exist, and it was political. It took place <laughs> in the Oki Pinoki Swamp. So here we are, Walt Kelly's Pogo. Now, this movie came out in 1980. He passed away in 73. His uh, uh, widow is involved in this. And okay. this is a very, very elaborate, full-length claymation movie where they use, like, flexi animation. They have models. They have miniatures. They have set backgrounds. And they're going to uh, – right now it's the song I Go Pogo. Here, let's listen to a little bit. I go Pogo for president. So this is a very elaborate – it was a cartoon, right, from 1948 to 73. So it was beyond 48. us. Wow, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it started off as a comic book, uh, Animal Comics, 1941. Mm -hmm. He was doing like these Uncle Remus stories about a little black boy and Albert the Alligator, and they meet Pogo the Possum. And then, you know, several years later, he dropped the, the little black boy storyline and <clears throat> kind of used Pogo as the character. So this guy, Mark Kanoy, he's just hasn't done shit since. I know he works. I think Killer Clowns from Outer Space was their production house. He directed this elaborate movie. So you're right. It's based on a political daily comic strip from the 50s. When they okay. were going after simple Jay Malarkey at his un-American committee, right? <laughs> and basically, it was just ca cartoon characters, political politicians as animals. So you would have Fidel Castro. You would have, I don't know, the Soviet, yeah. what's the guy's name? Nikachov, whatever well, he was. He had, in the, the, he had the eyebrows with yeah. the cough. Like they would show up in the swamp, but he really hated Senator Joe McCarthy. So he had simple gay malarkey. Right. Okay, so here, here we are. Pogo's our hero, and that's Porky Pine. And there's Albert the Alligator, and there's Howlin' Owl. Or Owl, Howl, Howl Island. Howl, Howl Island. It's like Howl, Howland Owl. Now, this movie just jumps right into it. They're saying, we want Pogo to run for president again. Okay, run for president of the United States, not of their yeah. little pond. Yeah, not of some imaginary swamp. Excuse my nose. Who is but the, the deal with is, the blue hat again? The blue hat right there, that's Porcupine. And that's voiced by Jonathan Winters. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan Winters, this a, it's a killer's row of, of voice talent. There's Pogo. I don't know if you saw Fritz the Cat. But sure. That's Fritz. Yeah, so that's the voice of Fritz the Cat. Uh-huh. Albert the Alligator is none other than Stan Freeberg. Here, let's listen to him. So much for this this guy, he's been around in, like, anime. Paul got me to run in the past, but never again. Forget it. I don't so even like it. kind of hickey. Yeah. So they all, they all live in the swamp, and we're going to meet all the characters. I think the one character that's not in the movie is Beauregard Dog, but Okay. They're all represented in here. You're gonna it's interesting too. The voice sound, like I said, it's fucking killer's row. 
one of the characters uh, is going to be voiced by Jimmy Breslin. Okay. And who, Ruth Buzzy. Who, yeah, go ahead. Jimmy Breslin. Yeah. Well, Jimmy Breslin, we know from New York. Uh, was he, did he write for the Daily News or the Post? They never really say. Oh, he wrote The Gang Who Wouldn't Shoot Straight. Right. He was a New York personality. Right, 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 right. Jimmy Breslin. Right. <laughs> he always wore a suit because he was a reporter. Right, right. And he had that voice. So it's yep. interesting about that. So we're introducing the villains. Here is like, his name is Molester Mole. And this is oh. Muskrat. Yeah, but they don't really Molester? call him Molester in this movie. And and what's Vincent? That's Vincent Price. What's his name? Vincent Price is the Muskrat guy. I forget the first name. So the mole is Jonathan Winters, who plays three roles in this movie. And then we hear uh, Vincent Price doing the voice of the Muskrat. What's interesting to me is that in this movie, Muskrat seems like he's human, right? Big cook nose. And they're planning right here to uh, yeah, he control does. the elections. They're saying, listen, if we, if we control the pieces, you know, we win the game. So okay. we put on some simpleton to run, and then we find a simple opponent, and we hold all the cards. So we need to get Pogo to run for president. Because Pogo's a dummy. That's a, oh yeah, he's like an therapy. every uh, possum. He's an every possum, you know, and he's gonna. People like him in the swamp. Pogo is a possum. Yeah. Yeah, they have a bunch of characters. Yeah, I have a. You know what's really great? I got I got all my research uh, this time from YouTube. Uh, yeah. Ohio State just had a retrospective on Walt Kelly from last year, and they had a half hour video, virtual tour that was delightful. You know who who's influenced by this strip? Who's a lot that? of people. Dewsbury, obviously, for the political stuff. Uh, Bloom County, they had their own little Bloom County. Okay. Uh, uh, Dewsbury, of course, I mentioned that. Shoe, do you remember Shoe, where these owls ran a yeah. newspaper? Nope. Okay, well, this, there's an owl that runs a newspaper in this strip. And, uh, oh, wait, I think I do remember. I, I did. Oh, no, that was. Oh, yeah, right. Once there was an you, owl here, and I was like, Shoe, Shoe. <laughs> shoe right no no different it was the wrong thing that alligator i've seen in jeff smith's bone he has like a phone bone character which looks like albert the alligator with a even with a cigar and then uh albert the alligator talks stupid bloop, bloop, bloop. well he talks like stan freeberg i don't know oh, if, okay. do you remember stan freeberg does that name no. ring a bell to you no 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 you know how you know stan freeberg do you remember the Encyclopedia Britannica commercials where there was yeah. like some Simon, Uncle Cousin Simon kid who was like, what? That's his son, Donovan. And uh -huh. he directed all those Britannica, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica ads. You so know, we, you're right probably... that that guy's a human hanging out with all the animals. It's weird. But he's not, though. He's a muskrat, but <clears throat> he doesn't really come across. He kind of comes across, you know, as a Jew, I always point out anti-Semitism every chance I can get, but you got a hook no cloven uh adult trying to to manipulate things. So I don't think it was his attention. Yeah. Do you uh, know how mm -hmm. yeah it wasn't the attention. It just comes, you know, my, no, my it might have been the intention. Might have been. <sighs> they're they're hoodwinking they're hoodwinking Pogo right now to take his photos so they could use it for the campaign. There's no it's interesting this movie because it was supposed to come out four months before the 1980 uh, election. That right? would have been perfect. 
would have been perfect. They were promised that, and then the company reneged. They said, no, we're not going to. They even had a poster set up and everything. In their best interest, that's when it would make more money. Well, you know what they did? They decided to release it as a video cassette available at Photomat. So in 1980, if you went to a Photomat kiosk, you could purchase for whatever the retail price in 1980 for a video cassette. Uh-huh, $7.99. Oh, yeah, it was $7.99. <laughs> It was like 59, I think it was $54. Oh, like those first, remember that? I remember that. Yeah. And then like, next thing you know, they'd be 20 bucks. Well, a lot of times it was priced because they want to keep it rental. Like if you bought ET back in the day for 20 bucks, you would never re-rent it. So say, oh yeah, it's available for retail. It's $89.95. Oh, you better, you might as well rent it. Mm -hmm. Cheaper to rent it. Yeah, so this movie, like, I'm going to get into the detail about the production because I watched, this guy has a, a playlist of all the co- press coverage in 1980, Evening Magazine. Oh, wait a second, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, okay, are they doing a press photo right now? I mean, he's on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. He's the president. He is on Mount Rushmore. And so- I think oh, what it is, is like, he's poked, his like, hey, Pogo, do you mind poking your head in there? And he's like, sure. So he and got then, into doing it because yeah. they really want him to, okay. Are we getting hilarity right now? Do you know how many? So they say like it takes them like eight hours to build a model, and they use like wood and scalpels to kind of and brushes to smooth things right. down. Right. But they can only use a model for like four seconds worth of film, and then they mm-hmm. have to use a new model because it gets too dirty. So every wow. time you see a scene, it's a new model. That's There's crazy. so much effort. And you know, I've I remember the trailer, and when I watched some of the other video, obviously we want to thank Joe 4H Man for posting this, but this dude, is like dude. one of the worst copies I've seen. You know, it's not a great copy. Thanks it's, for it's nothing, nothing, dude. Thanks for nothing, dude. I want my money back, Joe H. Listen, uh, wait till you see Stewardess School next week. It's just as you know awful <laughs> VHS copy on YouTube. Oh, I saw Stuart at school on Prime Video. I don't know if I could watch a cheap version of it. Yeah, well, if you're watching our show, you're gonna. We have the Greek one. We also have the Greek one. But if you watch this, like, the first-generation version of this, it's smoother than the Smurfs. I mean, it's gorgeous looking. Absolutely gorgeous. It is, you know, and they made this whole world, and we're in this big, you know. I think there's a disconnect because, one, it is difficult to switch mediums, right? I mean... And it's one thing to do an animated special. Chuck Jones did a uh, Pogo special in 69 that the uh, creator hated. And uh, he did what he responded was that, well, Kelly came up with his own cartoon, which is on YouTube. It's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, But it was never finished. So if you have a chance to check out Walt Kelly's animation, it's great. But a lot of things get lost. Like he's great because his... He was a Disney animator. Like he's credited on Dumbo. He's uncredited for Fantasia. He left in forty one. Uncredited, but okay. Yeah, he did a bunch of shorts with them and stuff like that. When he started doing animal comics, he still applied that animation flow. So everything is vibrant and moving and full of life. And he has this great detail. And then his calligraphy, the lettering he does is so great. We're going to meet a character named P.T. Bridgeport, the Jimmy uh, Breslin guy. And when he speaks, it's calligraphy. Like it's, you know, like a movie, like a P.T. Barnum poster. 
Who's showing so, up in this limo? He's having a fantasy. So let me tell you what's going on. This is all political humor minus the politicians. So it's basically how to run for office. They want. They just said, hey, Albert, you're going to be the campaign manager for Pogo, and you're going to make lots of money. And then he fantasizes him on a limo. <laughs> Look how so beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, all and this stuff is gorgeous. Yeah, and it's now, really – we're seeing a very bad copy. Very bad copy. But the question he asks is that if you're familiar with the comic strip, what does this have to do? I mean – on its own, it's beautiful, right? And if they were doing like the adventures of Sanitary Napkin, it would be a great original story, but they're taking, you know, Walt Kelly's story. Right. And they're creating it into this full length 90 minute uh, masterpiece and things get lost. You know, there's a disconnect. Yeah. You can never really replicate the cartoon. So you go, okay, no problem. We'll, we'll do it. Unless on the you actually, story. you did it like a, an animation that was a black and white sketch in a, you know right well you know yeah. it's funny i saw this movie in the theater on tuesday and it was in black and white should have gone mm -hmm. sunday this movie yeah the, the daily showing white. was in black and white but on sunday Why? it was in color because it's a comic strip and i'm trying to make a joke oh okay 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 yeah okay. Right. so so monday through saturday it's black yeah, and white. It's in bla yeah. okay okay then sunday there <laughs> Now, what is shoot. going on? I don't know what's the plot at all. Is this sure? I'm, I'm going to tell you. So they have bullet points of of how a campaign works, and they're making fun of it. Okay. So right now, Howlin' Owl just printed. Oh, here he goes. He goes. Ah, blasted punk rock, miserable punk rock. <laughs> and it's 1980. Yeah. So that was a little <laughs> inside. That that one was for us, the kids. Yes, that's right. Never heard of fucking Walt Kelly, but heard of punk rock. <laughs> oh, I just spilled coffee. Yeah, uh -oh. keep going. Oh, me? When I first watched this film, I said, I don't like this. And then I called Mike and I said, I, I let's skip Pogo. And he goes, I'll tell you what, let's make it a switcheroo. And I said, Great! Great! Because look how pretty it is. Look how beautiful it is. Oh, it's definitely worth watch, but it's not it's not the strip. Uh and what they're doing is, so the, the guy who has a newspaper, he wrote Pogo Wins Election. And right. it lands on Albert. And and by the way, the turtle, you want to guess what the turtle's name is? Uh, is it Slowpoke? Is it Shelly? It's, it's Shelly. It's it Shelly, right? No, it's Femi La Church. Femi La Church. Okay. Yeah. Is she French? And, yeah, I guess. But it's feminine, right? Fem? Anyway, so it's yeah. uh, Arnold Stang. Our buddy Arnold Stang does the voice. Mr. Top Cat, Hercules goes to New York. Uh, right. And, you know, him and Jonathan Winters were both in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Yeah, I guess I need to watch that film again. Everybody references it all the time. I remember it, but uh, I didn't. I wasn't laughing as hard as everybody else. It's one of those movies where it's, uh, you're not going to laugh out loud. You know, either well, you're going to. You, I did a couple times. They, what is her name? Merman Ethel Ethel. Yeah, Ethel Merman. Yeah, so she's in the car, bitching and complaining, and to the, the son-in-law, and then the driver goes, "Boy, I don't envy being you, buddy." <laughs> With this, <laughs> Thomas, this old yes. horse right to her face. Well, it wasn't literally to her face, but she's. It was really, Terry Thompson, right? He must he knows have been embarrassed bad. in front of the whole cabin. Oh, everyone's thinking what he's saying. 
Ethel Merman is such a hottie, and then in this movie, they just kind of make her into this awful mother-in-law. <laughs> All right, so what's going hottie. on is that... She was <sighs> never a hottie. Even... Well, when she was young, I guess, but... Oh, you mean during those swimming spectacles? She was hot. Okay, she was certainly All thin. Right. All right. I lost my glasses. Hey, mister, yeah. here's your glasses. Oh, that's the so... bad guy, and a good guy helped him. So what they're going to do is they need to find an opponent, somebody who uh, they can manipulate. They so, so this guy is named Fremont the Bug. He's a legitimate character, and he he ran when Pogo ran for president in 1950. This was his competition. All he says is two words: "Just fine." That's his mom right there. So they're so That's excited that this. I think it's cute. This was one of the only good things I liked before I told you I don't want to do this. This is a Let's hear the just fine voice. Just fine. Just fine. natural talking fool. That's Vincent Price. Just fine. So we're not making fun of politicians. We're making fun of the political American process of running for can uh, for presidency. So there'll be fundraising. There'll be canvassing. There'll be the convention. These are kind of the bullet points they hit. Uh huh. So they're evergreen. You know, it's not. Uh, it's they're not making. Joseph McCarthy jokes, you know. So is he going to be their opponent? I didn't see this. That's right. Okay. Nothing really happens in this movie, Carl. But yeah, that's exactly right. He's going to be the, the the opponent. All right. Well, that's fine. That's just fine. I let me see if I can find. So I want to talk a little bit. John Ellis has a, a YouTube channel, and he has all these uh, evening magazine and stuff. So from what I learned from Evening Magazine from 1980. Uh, this is called Flexiform Animation, and they use character models to change the position and shape. They shoot it frame by frame. They use extensive storyboards. They have over a thousand panels. Uh, they use like uh, sculptors use tools to reach out in smooth places, like a brush and scalpel. Takes five to eight hours to make a model. Depends mm -hmm. on uh, then each character lasts forty eight seconds, and every time you see a model, it's a new one. Also, like. There's the background, of course, the swamp. They have these model characters, and then they have little miniature props. Like, we'll see food yeah. and, like, you know, uh, bon chocolate bonbons with chocolates inside. All of that's like neat. a cane or a phone or a hat. You know, we're going to see something really cool. We're going to see a working, functional pinball machine. Huh. Uh, and, and the guy said it took him two months to build. Wait, working and functional. So it's not a pinball machine. It's a model. It's a miniature pinball machine that has a bunch of switches that turn lights on and off. Now, am I at all looking at clay because the way their eyebrows go and their expressions? Yeah. Okay. It's clay over the model or it's a model clay? The model is made out of clay. And what they do is it's, they shoot it frame by frame okay. and they use the tools to move the mouth. They keep the, the characters there and they move it, you know, ever so slightly. That's why it looks a little more realistic. So basically, if you ever read the strip, when they go fishing, the boat has a different name on every panel, and they kind of honor that. Yeah, it looks great. No, but under the water, looking down on them through the water, visually stunning. Yeah. I think I'll stop I mean, bringing it up. Well, I think the director it. does a great job. Look at that. Oh, well, you know, men of my age wear corsets. <laughs> Is that a girdle, essentially? Yeah, right. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, I'm thinking of doing that. I'm thinking of investing uh, 86 bucks and getting myself a pair of Spanx. I'm going to get myself a toupee, and when it falls off, I'm going to be super embarrassed. And then when my shirt comes off and my corset's revealed, I'll be like even double embarrassed. Now, a corset is that one with strings in the back, and you pull it tight, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm getting Spanx. Spanx. Spanx is no problem. There is a nod on this thing. One charming note. Jonathan Winter does three voices, but the voice of Porcupine sounds exactly like Jonathan Winters that we know and love. The depressed Jonathan yeah. with, you know, no one likes me. Oh. oh, that one? I think of Jonathan Winters as being goof, like, uh, let's hear it. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Put your pressure down here, that is, if you get a bite, all them things on, I don't know what's going on on that other side there. I ain't going to worry about that. This this is the stuff. See if I was to get a oh, oh, you know what? I got Oh golly, let me give you a hand. Do you notice the uh, name on, on the Winters, book? Isn't I'm sorry, isn't wasn't he like the middle aged chubby guy? Yeah. Kids sometimes, and you'd be on television all the time. All the time, he played Mirth, Mark and Mindy's son, and towards the end of the season show. Don't remember, remember they gave birth to a grown a grown man. No, I don't. Uh, look, look. Yeah, he, I'm not that mentioning gorgeous, how cool right? that looks. No, I'm, I didn't say that. Uh, good old squirt. I think the fish. So basically, all Ugo wants to do in this movie is to fish with his best friend, Porcupine. But okay. the swamp won't let him. They, they want, want him to run president. for president. Yeah. And this is going to bum out Porky. And... You know, Coco is never Listen, Don't great, comment. Right? Don't comment. I'm not commenting. It, you know, it's interesting. That evening magazine, they talked to the director, and he was saying, if we can do it, we will do it. Yeah. We will make it possible. So you will notice, like, Albert will be blowing smoke rings, or there'll be bubbles coming out of a cauldron, or you can see underneath the water. They kind of go beyond what they... This, you, you know, know how, how many... How many... was for this? I could tell you how much time they spent on it for a crew of 45. No, thank you. So you don't know. It must have been so. 10 months. It must have been so much money. Now, these little mice I don't get. They're like kind of. They are now in the business of polling. P-O-L-L-I-N-G. So they're going to. Yeah. So, you know, when uh, they're going to call up and say, what do you think of this candidate? Okay. So this is the political humor that I mean. Like it shows the the ropes of the elections and how what you have to do, but without naming names, they're not doing Jimmy Carter jokes. They're not doing uh, uh -huh. just the process. The title itself is based on Eisenhower. I like Mike. I like Ike. I Excuse me. I like yeah. So when I like Ike was popular, I right. go Pogo was the daily comic response. I like Mike. I like Mike too. Yeah. I want to be like Mike. Yeah, be like Mike <laughs> Spiegelman. Yeah. Well, that movie, Like Mike, was great. I had a great time on set and they were really, you know, a little bow wow was terrific. That's good. Yeah. Then I found out it wasn't about me. Yeah. What a bummer. Okay. See, look, a little smoke coming out of here. Okay. Now, this is like a funny bit. They're trying to figure out the campaign. And the owl says, well, we're down a half a million. And then. 
the turtle's going to turn to Albert and goes, what did you do with a half million? Yeah, I remember this. I remember this. That's right. It was going to be all this mix up. And then the owl is going to say, well, actually, we are, we're back a million. And then the, the turtle is going to say, a million and a half? Where did we spend that? No, we never had it. It's like uh, Lewis Carroll funny logic, right? Let's listen. Go off with her head. See, he wants the half a million back. Leave it, leave it. Their view understands. What do you mean? Nobody took any. Well, we never had anything to begin with. That's why we're short. In fact, not only are we short a half a million dollars, we're short a million dollars as well. Oh, no, that makes a million and a half missing. The problem is increasing every minute. Who else knows about this? Hmm. Nobody actually. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, Alice. <laughs> Can you imagine spending all day, all night doing claymation and then having it ruined by that music? <laughs> <laughs> all these things are built. The, the sneakers in the background. Look at the Well, I think that's clay. The... But look at that the owl. I mean, that owl. The, the apple owl with the bite. Yeah. yeah. The pan. We'll see the pinball machine. There's going to be a car chase at the end. It looks great. For sure. I mean, you can get. I don't know. I guess Showtime in the 80s was pretty classy. This movie came out on uh, a video Shoot. cassette in 80, in time for the election. And then on November 2nd, 1982, the midterm election, HBO premiered it. So it actually premiered on the midterm election. So it did get yeah. its little wish. And Disney released it on video, I think in 84, and it was an 89 version, but it was never been on DVD. Now, the thing is, it, it, back in the day, HBO was number one, right? right. And then yeah. Showtime was number two. If you didn't have HBO, right. then you got, then there was a third one with like an E, there was like always, there was a Epic. third deal, any, tier, anything under HBO and Showtime. Stars. Stars, Epic, Encore, um, yeah, maybe Cinemax, uh, which I think was HBO, or no, that was Showtime, I think. Cinemax, no, that was. Oh, was so let's listen to Jimmy Breslin. You know what? Well, we had one of those, but uh, this is Sam Freeberg right here. A misunderstanding, friend Lizard. I'm referring to reimbursement of the pecuniary kind. Of money. So P.T. Bridgeward, he comes in, he says, hey, you guys are going to run a campaign. You need me for fundraising, and I'll take a cut. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so this is like the, the flourish language, the calligraphy language. And so they use Jimmy Breslin. He said he had our best interests at heart. Well, not at heart exactly. Boink. More like in his pocket. He gets interest for everything he does. Oh, interesting. Tell you what I'm going to do for you, boy. I'll organize this whole thing for you, and it won't cost you a single cent other than a small share of the results. Say, nothing to start and add expenses on later. These politicians, right? What a bunch of politicians. Huh? That's politics, folks. So, you know, what difference does it make if he's going to take 71 if he could raise 70? Right? And he's like, whatever, we'll do it. So yeah, here we are. Nothing. Yeah, right. So now they're doing fundraising for Pogo. And I, I am going to play the scene with... What's that? Gambling? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big thing in this in this bit. Uh -huh. I'll, I'll play the Jimmy Breslin bit. 
which is one of the funniest things I've seen him hands down. You know, this movie's uneven, but there's this great, 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 great scene where Jimmy Brislin just kind of breaks it down. So I will definitely play it. But, you know, they're doing little jokes. They got, here, look at this pinball machine. This is for reals. Took this guy two months to build. Because, like, we see the numbers going. Yeah, and the lights and the board. Like, I don't know about the ball, but they have a little remote control switch to light up the, the bumpers. Do and you the numbers, happen yeah. to know, is this the size of a table or is it the size of a room? That's a great question. It is a, It is a miniature. They showed it on the Evening Magazine. It's okay. like something on some guy's desk. Right. Okay, so before we go to Jimmy Breslin doing a little card game, Porcupine's trying to rip these guys off with the old shell game. Right, and he keeps ripping himself off. Because there's a P under each shell. Yeah. Which you... It just leads to Jonathan Winters going, well, I, I guess uh, I better do a better job next time. You know, I don't know about these frogs. I never really figured it out. Well, they're gamble. Oh, okay. Gamble frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this little. Okay, so it's it's manual. Yeah. Yeah, this is all like they built the merry-go-round and then they, they moved the claymation. No, but I mean, it's not like a mechanic, like a per, a human pushes it. No, no, they got a, a Flintstone animal in there saying it's it's a living. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's a living. So this is one thing: is they they spin. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna be quiet. Right the, they're changed. Yeah. Right, let's take a listen to this. Take a chance and see a little bit of life. We want Pogo. Put your money up for Pogo. A buck for Pogo is a buck well spent. Put your money down. Oh, there's the money. Okay. Now you got the game. I'm taking one look at you and you've got the whole thing right there. This is your day. Take your shot. <laughs> hey, I know a winner when I see one. Let me tell you right now, you're going to win the whole house. Besides, we're trying to help somebody here. It's a worthy cause. Dollar. What are you worrying about? Do you think I would do anything to you, boys? Come on, you know me. I've been with you. A buck for Pogo is well spent because Pogo's for you. I just happen to be the man in the vortex of your case. Believe me, the satisfaction of walking out of here and knowing inside me that I've done something good is rewarding. They lost? Nice, nice sleep. Yeah, up. Yeah. Right under my neck. Look up at the sky. Tell myself. Another day. Fool those silly bastards. Is that genius? Yes. He gives he gives that little speech to the frogs. You can trust me. Come on. It's a dollar for Pogo. And he takes a dollar and he goes, moments like these, I stay up and I just in my bed and just think about how I cheat those little bastards. <laughs> he just says it right to their face. Okay, yeah. so let's hear Jonathan Winners. Okay, here's Winners. He's under three shells. You know, I never did get to know how to do that real good. <laughs> No, no, you got to let it play through. Got to let it play through. Okay, he's done. This is yeah. I love that Winters that makes me laugh. It's oh, Jonathan Winters makes me laugh. Uh, Jonathan Winters makes me laugh too. But this isn't the one. I don't know. It's a little low. No, this is. It doesn't seem like other than that speech that Jimmy Breslin gives. I don't think anything really kind of connects to me. 
Like I understand what they're doing. They're they're offering a fundraiser and they're milking everybody. There's this right. great routine that's going to come up after this where they're going to go canvassing, which okay. is basically they put a piece of canvas under the floor and they shake the the voter until all the coins land on the canvas and they take the canvas. <laughs> that's canvassing. So uh the mole man is kind of in charge and he says i have an idea i want you to dress up as a mom and i'm gonna dress mm. up as a baby and this is how we're gonna infiltrate it because they're at the enemy's fund yeah well, but you know I... what the enemy they've never talked to pogo directly like jimmy breslin has spoken more now they have a kissing booth and arnold stang the little pervert's like oh you know who would be perfect uh the female character the uh, female character no, there's two female characters, and I think Ruth Buzzing all- is one of them. Yeah, I think she's two of them actually. Uh huh. And uh, you can hear her voice; she's so good. We know Ruth, but here she is. Let's take a listen to Ruth. Uh, Miss Hepzibah. Oh no, how about Miss Hepzibah? What a lovely day! Oh no, that's not it. Oh, oh, uh, would you like to go to a movie? No. Uh, I know. I'll speak to her right now, and then someone pops out. Hello, Miss Hexaba. What's her name? Hescaba. So the little pervy turtle is going to say, "We want you to do the kissing booth," and Ruth Buzzy is going to be like, "Oh no, I can't." Oh. Uh, We have in mind an activity that will put to use your natural talent. Oh, but of course, I shall organize a grand deck sale featuring my famous strawberry shortcuts. Yeah, well, that's nice, but how about kiss and critters for a buck each instead? Oh, so this is what I can expect from my friends, that I should stay in a window oh, and kiss oh. strangers. I, well, so no, we, I can't believe. Fuzzy, but we get her with a French accent. Right, and then she does another voice, but she does a great job. She does what, you know, she came in. Everyone here is fucking, I haven't even talked about Stan Freeberg. Stan Freeberg is like a cult comedy classic classic guy. I don't know if you heard of him before. He was a radio head. He did a show for decades, but he, for me, he, he did a comedy albums, History of America, right. uh, St. George. Freeberg? Yeah. He did a uh, St. George and the Dragnet, Dragon Net, where they, you know, Joe Friday hunts a dragon or something like that. Well, uh, how do he's you a funny spell guy. his last name? How do you spell his last name? Yeah, that's a good question. So it's not spelled like a normal Jew. It's it's F R E B E R G. 